Welcome to When In Podcast, conversations around travel, culture and society, where we discuss the places and things that shape the life experiences of locals. Hosted by me, Alyssa. And me, Nima. Hi. Hey, welcome back, you guys. Welcome, hello, hello. welcome. And we have, who do we have here today? James. Hamasito. Hello, girls. How are you today? Oh, good. we're fine. Thank you so much for asking. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I mean, we're still now in the process of going out of the lockdown, but we've seen uh, the light at the end of the tunnel, which is good. Because yeah. I'm desperate to start now with my new life. Your new life? <laughs> what, James was previously in jail. Also I was, I was about to say, what's the new life? What's <laughs> This sounds like new life of going out past midnight and drinking. Oh, oh probably. I, I don't even know if I'll have the stamina to go out. James is booked yeah, holidays it's just, a matter of, it's just a matter of, of, of practicing again. So. Yeah, this that's, is true. That's literally what he told me. I said, oh, I'm worried about you going out and like drinking too much. And he said, oh, Melissa, <laughs> September is when I'm going out. I've got lots of time to practice. <laughs> so you could do a home trial of like <laughs> drinking, eating, water, like rotations. <laughs> that's what you want to do. Practice and then just come back and then for your holidays and stuff, summer, you'll be like good to go. So our first question for you, because you have lived around the globe, mm-hmm. as some might say, and by some I mean me and Emma, <laughs> um, where would you say are your like, home locales across the world? Well, it depends, but I would say the home locales probably is uh, Madrid and uh, Edinburgh, because I spent quite a long time there. However, I live, you know, I, I'm originally from Colombia. And then I, in the UK, I have lived in a few different places, Cambridge, Brighton, London, Edinburgh. Mm. But I could say I'm more local in Edinburgh because I spend more time in there within the UK. Mm. But then uh, I spent a lot of years in, in Madrid and, and my family, my media family lives there. So I would say, yeah, Madrid and Edinburgh are where I'm film all the local. Mm. Okay. And then be- Colombia. I've been in Colombia a long time ago. I left Colombia a long time ago, so I wouldn't say my like a local local, but yeah, I can talk to you through some bits in Colombia. How old were you when you left Colombia? I was seventeen. I finished high school high and school, I left yeah. that soon. Just when we when I finished high school, that same we, we moved to Spain with my family. All my family we moved together, my immediate family. Mm. So yeah, we moved there twenty years ago. Mm. Oh. Telling everyone how old you are. Okay. But no, even more than that. <laughs> so yeah, let's don't work out. Let's don't work out the age. Well, you have a fresh face. You don't look like that is exactly old, what like beyond your thirties. So he just was... put that there. He's very glad that you've said that. Yes. Yeah, you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, okay. Thank you so. Much. Okay. So you've said um, Madrid, Edinburgh, and then you said somewhat Colombia. Would you say okay? We can say that's definitely your place of heritage, right? So. Yes, mm-hmm. I mean, I left when I was 17, so I grew up there. Yeah. But yeah, I would say I could talk about my, the town where I actually was yeah. born and I, where mm-hmm. I grew up, because I spent the majority of the time there, which is a beautiful place in the mountains. So He's yeah. got some so great Colombia, stories. Which is, let's say Colombia, which is uh, the town is La Merced, my hometown, mm-hmm. Edinburgh and Madrid. Awesome. Okay, so having those three, if we start off with our first R, what are the rituals that you would align with those three homes? 
All right. In terms of rituals, probably anytime I have moved to a different place um, and, you know, living in a place just to remember those places because it's kind of places where I have a lot of ties. Uh, I think it's very related to the food because uh, mm -hmm. I love cooking, I love food. So I always try to look for a place that is close to a supermarket when I have all my, you know, stuff to cook things from each place because actually sometimes I cook Colombian food, sometimes mm. I cook Spanish food. Even, you know, I would say even um, UK, um, I could say UK food, like, you know, pies or recipes. From, Blood pudding. From the UK. Like black pudding. Black pudding. I love black pudding. Black pudding. Black pudding. No, no. And I love, remember, I love haggis for breakfast. Yes. Haggis is actually a very Scottish thing. Ah. So, yeah, and I buy my produce, you know, I have, and I like that to, to have that kind of stuff. And then, you know, like, Actually, it's, it's funny though because I started doing it like recently, and we, it's, it's having in my in my laptop in my mobile like uh, pictures from those places. Mm -hmm. So they interchange sometimes, and it's a picture, a nice picture that I have from my hometown from Madrid, and it's a way of connecting to those places. Yeah, so oh, that's, nice. probably, that's that's my rituals. Yeah, because because I think it's a way of. Um, a way of, of connecting to places where you were ha you were happy and also not to forget where you're coming from, mm. especially with Colombia. Yes, I'm, I don't want to forget how things are there when I come from because my core values are coming from Colombia for for people in Colombia, etc. So yeah, yeah. Would you would you say that there are specific rituals? So you kind of give a more of an overview of like how you make each place a home would you feel like there's specific things that so in um you know in madrid i feel like it might be like you go you know you need to talk about grocery shopping but like doing that with your mom and in london is a different or like in uk is there differences that you do there versus if you go back to colombia are there specific things that you would actually take part in or do that you wouldn't do in other places Traditions, yes, because yes, of course, because there are different traditions in the place that that is related to the place. You know, like for example, in 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 Madrid, you know, it's very typical to have, or in Spain, it's very typical to have, for example, paella on a Sunday. Mm -hmm. The paella, they they call it here and they get paella. So probably you are more familiar with paella, but the real <laughs> name is paella. So and it's normally a lot of people do it, you know, like uh, Sundays for lunch and people get together and have, a, you know, like a big thing on the table and you just have all together. It's like a rice. Mm -hmm. So that could be a tradition that is, is, is more entailed to Spain. Mm. Oh. Whereas, for example, in, in Edinburgh, it's a very, it's very typical to have a Sunday roast, like mm. here in England as well. So mm. and I used to do, that, to do that with friends from Edinburgh just meet up for a Sunday roast and I spend the afternoon with them and have some drinks after hour. Also like a like a like a brunch it's quite, it's quite a good it's quite a big scene in Edinburgh as well. Sunday brunch. Mm. So and if it's boozy it's even better. So <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's a tradition that is more until to Edinburgh. And this in the Colombia Colombia uh, ah yeah it's something like I used to do with my parents quite a lot on Saturday. So you could do it on Sunday as well. It's called so the trans the literal translation that might not make sense to in English is like the after lunch middle meal between lunch and dinner. <laughs> okay. So it's it's like a so like, like afternoon a, tea. Like you can't. It's, yeah, it could be like an afternoon tea, but it's you normally have chocolate and it's bitter chocolate, and you have like some pastries and some stuff like that. We normally have in the 
middle of the afternoon around four or five with you, you with your family mm-hmm. and 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 that's quite a nice um memory for me because uh, it used to be my dad who used to cook it so oh. yes mm. a, a, a good memory that I used to have with him yeah and what's the traditional name what does what's the native name because you said you translated uh, it for us it's El Algo Oh, that's so cute. I love that. Do you still carry on that tradition of like having chocolate and pastries like a little uh, bit with your mum? Yeah, sometimes with my mum, if I go to visit my family in Madrid, yeah, but sometimes we, we actually meet especially for that, my sister and my mum, and we just have it together. And yeah, oh. and normally it's, yeah, we just get the chocolate because it's, it's not, it's not that like, it's not the chocolate is not the same version of chocolate that your mum understand, mm. you know, like like a hot chocolate. It's quite different, different because it's like bitter chocolate, pure chocolate. Yeah. With milk and oh. It's quite foamy. It's quite foamy. So we normally you make it in a special pot. And then when I'm in Madrid and we do it, my mom always is the person that brings the pastries. So she always come, bring the pastries and we made the chocolate. Yeah, so. Oh, that's interesting because I when you said chocolate, I was honestly just assuming like a slab of chocolate. But you're so no, serious. No, no, but, but you're it's saying like a drink, like a isn't it? Pure like hot, drink, yes. yeah, yeah, pure chocolate meal, um, drink. I'm bitter, a bitter chocolate. James loves yeah. a bit of bitter chocolate. Oh, nice. Okay, so I was just assuming, just I was like, oh, South America, and I know a lot of like coffee beans come from, um, South like Colombia. I always see like the really good ones are like Colombia, Kenya, <laughs> or you know, or is it Ethiopia as well? But anyhow, yeah. like a range yes. around the world. So, is there like a coffee culture in Colombia as well? Yeah, a lot, quite a lot. But we drink coffee the whole day, so Ooh. it's just I couldn't say it's a traditional. It's a tradition like the algo thing. Mm-hmm. Because it's just so embedded in the culture, and you just drink it every single day, all the time. So, huh. but yeah, yeah, it's a big, it's a big culture, it's a big coffee culture. The only difference is that, for example, for you guys uh, that are not from there, of course, like uh, you could imagine that you you have a lot of culture in Colombia about coffee, and you could imagine that it's quite similar to here that you go and you have a cappuccino, a cortado, a flat white, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. That doesn't exist in Colombia. Because oh. in Colombia it's all black or white. That's it. And you just drink all day coffee like that. So oh. now it's becoming I know now it's becoming quite fashionable and it's coming to Colombia and people start getting all of these fancy coffees. But that's actually coming from from Europe, from a different country, it's not a, a Colombian tradition. Hmm. I know in the past you've talked about the town that you grew up in in Colombia. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Because I know it, coffee is yeah. quite a big thing there. Yeah, and it's actually very, it actually connects very well with the coffee conversation because uh, I'm from a, a small town in the middle of the mountains in the Andes, and then uh, it's just it's just two uh, two thousand two hundred meters high, and and it does you know when you are in the mountain you just see all what you see now in my background is actually that is a picture from the kitchen from one of my aunties. Oh, so wow. if you look into the kitchen, you look into the kitchen, that's what you see. And it's just mountains everywhere, everything that's green, stunning. and it's just a coffee plantation everywhere because coffee is produced in that region. Yeah. Wow. We produce coffee in different places, mm. but that is like the focus and the core of the coffee production in Colombia. So I grow up just playing around the, the coffee plantations and, and see how the coffee was, you know pick because it's picked by hand okay i mean every bean is picked by hand so you can imagine the, you know the the amount of labor that yeah. needs to happen mm. because everything is made by hand so which yeah, explains it's, why it's, it's proper I'm, I'm assuming which explains like why it's like high quality because you're like very yeah. very laborious 
Oh my gosh, I just have to describe because obviously our listeners can't see what we're seeing. But James has a background, as he described, of like his um the hometown where he was raised and it literally looks like something that's picked out of you know like on windows like a, when like yeah like disney version of a windows background exactly it looks so dreamy it it's it's gorgeous like oh my gosh oh it's don't worry views. it's a beautiful place and it's very quiet it's very yeah. peaceful lots of fresh fresh air so it's, it's yeah it's amazing jane we'll share that's that photo place. on our instagram that's a place that I would actually recommend it to visit someone that wants to go to Colombia because it's just it's just like a dream. It's mm. so beautiful. Mm. And now it's becoming um uh, quite, you know, like a place to go, Colombia, because mm. Colombia, you probably are familiar with Colombian name as yeah. I used to be a very dangerous place. Like twenty years ago when my family and we left, mm. it was extremely dangerous. I wouldn't I wouldn't advise someone twenty years ago to visit Colombia mm. because it was it was it was difficult. It was what, difficult what was that thing but, that you told me about when you fe- when like you couldn't wear jewelry or something and you couldn't wear yeah because Nike? Times you could you could go to for example to a big city one of the major cities you couldn't wear jewelry in the street or something very expensive because you could be robbed just because of that you know you could be stopped for someone and okay, okay that's I, I want your your stuff i mm. just need to hand it over because it, it was a very violent place but it has changed a lot i mean Bear in mind, yeah, I left Colombia 20 years ago, so uh, and I lose a lot of contact. Even if I've been trying to keep my contact with everyone there, I haven't seen how the country changed. Mm. I just saw how the country has changed a lot. Like uh, four years ago, when I went there for holidays and to visit my family, but even then, at that, that time, I saw the change, and it's now a much more better place, more safe. I, I saw a lot of tourists, a lot of Americans, Europeans just visiting the mm. country, and mm. that's a good sign. And I would recommend a lot of people to go now because a part of this a very mm, beautiful nature place to see. It's actually safer now to go. Mm. And my town, I mean, I'm a bit biased, but probably one of the more beautiful places in Colombia is my town. And it's because it's, in the, it's very high, it's in the mountains, mm. you see all of this green stuff. And, and now it's like you actually have, because it's a coffee region, you actually have... Um, um places like it's very typical uh, when you have you know the coffee plantation normally there's a person that own a coffee plantation and they have a very particular house that is full of flowers and colors and mm. and as and i would i could share some pictures of that as well because it's mm. a very particular theme very very criollo and and then uh, they, there are some people that actually are doing tourism with that. And you go there and they explain you how the coffee is recollected, how it's processed. And after a full day of understanding about coffee, they actually make you t- to try different types of coffee, different ways of doing it. And, and you could spend the night there and go in a horse and ride around the, ride horses around the plantations. Oh, it's, wow. It's, it's, it's beautiful. It's nice. Yeah. Mm, that sounds really nice. Um, can I just to sort of change direction a little bit? You sort of touched on your family, and I think that might be a good way segue into relationships. Mm-hmm. I just want to know what your relationship is and are in each of those places. So I know you said you've kind of lost touch a little bit with some people in Colombia, but you have your immediate family in uh, Spain, and then I guess in the UK you have your chosen family, as some <laughs> yes. might say. Mm-hmm. It's me. I said it. <laughs> Alyssa said it's her, you can't hear. <laughs> Hummus, so, the floor is yours. So with Colombia, I mean, I'm still having a lot of family in Colombia because all my mom has 
she has uh, 13 brothers and sisters. Oh, wow. And then she has been a very good at keeping contact with all her brothers and sisters. They're very united, mm. They're always talking by phone. If anyone has an issue, they always, you know, like try to solve the issue between them. That it's just, yes, it's quite, they're quite close. So through her, I've been keeping in touch with my family and I know what's happening there, even though I don't talk to them much. And then, of course, my family and my sister, they live in Madrid. And then uh, I have ties yeah, we're here in my group of friends of Brighton. Then I have some friends in Edinburgh as well. I'm keeping in touch with them. And now here in London, yeah, the, the, all, the, all the friends that I'm making. Because I'm still, you know, in the process of making friends here. I have some good friends here, but I'm also making new good friends because... Um, I've been in London now for almost two years, but uh, one one year has been the pandemic, so it's very difficult <laughs> to like to erase that people. year. So yeah, just let's don't count that day and let, let's don't count that um, year and say like, I've been in London for only one. Are there places that you consider based on the people you're closer to? So in that, even in the UK, obviously you've had different experiences and different relationships across the country. Are there places that you feel more like compelled to say you like feel like home or you're mm. a local of? Um, yes, probably. When um, no, I could have said no because because I have very good friends in Brighton. Mm. I have very good friends in Edinburgh. I have very good friends in here in London. So I think I think I'm more connected to the place because I live in those places that with the with my friends because actually my friends are the majority are foreigners, so they actually there is a connection to be mm. foreign, you know, in the yeah. UK. Yeah. And has your relationship with like your immediate family changed because you're not in Madrid with them? No, not at all, no. Not at all. And, and one thing that I noticed, though, is like I lose a lot of contact with a lot of friends in Colombia because when I moved to oh. Spain, that was 20 years ago. So no social media. No... Eh? no social media. No social media. Oh, that's Whereas true. for me, yeah, it makes a difference. Though. Yeah. yeah. And there was no social media. Then when I moved to the UK from Spain, we have social media, we have Facebook, we have all of this stuff. Mm. So it's been much more easy to yeah. keep you know, in contact, in contact with a lot of people from all of those places, you know, like Madrid, Brighton, Edinburgh, because of the social media. So you see, social media is not, it's not, I think it's not a good thing, but it's actually, it's not a good thing for everything, but there are some bits that are good, like, for example, the ability to keep in contact with yeah. people and, and follow follow them and see what they're doing, the, the people that you are, you know, interested in. Yeah. So that's one of the... the the, the pros of, 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 of the social media. Okay, I just have another question. <laughs> no, it was sort of about like people back in Colombia and Nima and I have kind of had conversations about the concept of like gifting and money and sending money back to Colombia. Mm-hmm. Is that sort of like a phenomenon that you've experienced either yourself or just witnessed? Yes, I did experience, but not because of my family, luckily. But yeah, I have experiences through other other people that have immigrated from uh, Colombia to Spain that, that sometimes, um, because Colombia was, is, is actually, I mean, now economically is much better, but a few years ago it was just, you know, developing and it was kind of kind of poor and, 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 and country that needed a lot of development. A lot of people that immigrated to other places like Spain, states or, or Europe in general immigrated because they wanted to, you know, to have a better life. But mm-hmm. also to maybe help and provide a better life to the people where they live, yeah. the, the families that are still in there. 
And I have noticed a lot from some friends that, that they've been, you know, supporting their families for a very long time because they're living in Europe. And of course, when you do conversions into, between currencies, like for example, peso, that is the Colombian currency against uh, euros, mm-hmm. euros are more and stronger. So you mm-hmm. actually could, with a little money that you could send there, it's you could lot. have then, and, and, and it becomes much, much more money in there when you exchange it. The problem with that is that, yes, yeah, sometimes a lot of people are helping the family because they need it. But I have noticed sometimes that uh, sometimes uh, some people in the country, because they know experience what the person that immigrated is experienced mm. and how that person is, 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 you know, earning the money, how difficult it is to earn the money and how difficult it is to save in order to be able to send. Mm. There is kind of a, it becomes an expectation yeah. that yeah. you actually mm-hmm. have to send the money, and because you live in a developed country, developed country, you have to support. Mm. And and sometimes it's 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 a very difficult one because you know you have you have in, in, in one hand you have the person that wants to help and you to help the family and the other people that need the support, but. What is the fine line between how much support do you require and how much support is just an expectation? Yeah, I think it's a very common um, thing that's done for families that immigrate from Mm. countries that are, I guess, deemed global south and they go to the quote unquote West. Mm. And yeah, there's always that whole that the whole sending money back is like that's definitely I guess that's a ritual in itself Mm. that a lot of immigrants have to um embed into there like i I was gonna say i i also might think it might be a restriction as well yes that kind of mm. and i just thought that might be a good um segue into into the restrictions hey okay all right a little the segues i love it okay (laughs) but yeah so that takes us into the restrictions what would you say would be the main restrictions for those three homes that you've mentioned to us so from colombia to madrid and to let's say UK as a whole or yeah, Edinburgh. Bro. Okay, so um, let's start with uh, Colombia. Mm. Well, first of all, I don't want to offend anyone that listens to this, and it's Colombian because uh, I love Colombia. It's a beautiful place. But what I did discover when I was there five years or four years ago, going for holidays, actually my aim when I went there and I spent two months in there with my family and seeing everything, it was a uh, just for me to understand and see if I could be able to live in Colombia because I really want to when I really want to go back there again and settle there mm. after so long in Europe. And after I was there for a couple of weeks, I just I mean I decided I couldn't live there any longer because I changed very much to the European ways of doing things. Mm. So I had a very cultural clash with Colombia when I was there and with family because mm. First of all, because of religion uh, in Colombia. Colombia is a very religious country and I'm not a religious person. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing that I noticed that it was difficult for me to balance. What's yeah. the religion that they have? Catholic. Catholic. Okay. okay. Yeah, it's the main religion. Then another one uh, that I clashed with is it was with attempts of, for example in in LGBT LGBT rights or mm-hmm. or women rights or all the kind of this kind of stuff because um uh, they that they are for example sometimes for LGBTQ rights the law support a lot like for example adoption marriage mm-hmm. but then within the society is still not very ac- well yeah. accepted so that's something that I didn't like it either. 
a, a game with women rights and there is a lot of expectation of women to be at home still mm -hmm. uh, and even though the culture has evolved i mean if i compare the culture between the cultural level when i was 17 to the culture that is now it has evolved a lot yeah. a lot it, it, it's totally different but you've but evolved still, too no, yeah, I'm still thinking that it's, it's still far from where it should be for mm. the person that I, I became or, or, or how I think things should work now. So that would be the restriction because it's a beautiful place, amazing, but yeah, I just could clash a lot with that. In terms of the UK, I mean, I'm living in London, so I'm actually here, but uh, in UK, the restriction, and it's a very heated one for everyone that talks about this, and it's Brexit. Mm. So I know I'm Colombian, but I'm also a European citizen because uh, I hold a Spanish passport. So, and I'm, you know, I have lived in, in Europe longer now that mm. I have lived in Colombia. So I consider myself as European as well. Mm -hmm. And Brexit has avoided me massively because. Uh, I think in the world where we live now globally, it is make more sense to be united than being separated. Mm. And I think Europe, 100%. I'm very pro-European. And even though uh, the European community project is still going on and has a lot of flaws, I think it has a lot to offer mm. more than being by itself. And, and not just because the economical perspective, but also from the cultural perspective, yeah. from the uh, rights perspective. So pulling away from that, I think it just doesn't make sense for me. And I think I have noticed as well a big change in the UK since Brexit happened in terms of uh, acceptance. And so I never fell in the UK. I've been in the UK now for nine years, almost a year. Mm -hmm. And before that, I never felt rejected or I never felt uncomfortable. But I do feel uncomfortable now, sometimes now. So mm. as a European, so that's probably yeah the the restriction that I go see in the UK. Do, do you uh, and then sorry, do you feel um that like because you have like an accent and you speak another language that there's sort of prejudice in the UK about that as well or no? Yes, I have feel it sometimes. I mean, no, not a lot, not a lot, but but I do. I have feel like maybe. People can be very less patient because, you know, like like sometimes when you speak English as your first language and you haven't been um, in contact with a lot of foreigners, yeah. it's yeah. quite difficult for you to understand the accent of a foreigner speaking in a difficult language, in a different language. No, it's very so, true. And, it, and it, it, it that makes sense and I understand it. Because it requires a bit of effort and a bit of, you know, like maybe open more your ears and, and, yes. and trying to do yeah. And there are some people that are not willing to do an effort. So, yeah. you have to train your ear when yeah. you're listening to different accents i mean i i couldn't yeah. when i first met james i couldn't um it so we lived together heads mm -hmm. up but I, I did find it difficult to understand him i'm much better like obviously i'm much better now mm -hmm. but like, if i didn't pay attention 100 percent to what james was saying I, he would be like you didn't understand what i said i'd be like yeah no i didn't i was trying to like fill in the gap like, fill in the gaps of what i knew <laughs> but i was like oh god um it, the other, I mean, I think talking about accents, I think, is there sort of a difference in the way that you speak Spanish in Spain versus Colombia? And so mm. is there a prejudice in Spain about your Colombian Spanish accent? 
Yes, yes, because like um, we have, of course, when I speak Spanish, I have a very particular accent because if I'm in Colombia, they think I'm Spanish. Mm. If I'm in Spain, they think I'm South American, but no, they don't know which one country because my accent in Spanish has evolved quite a lot mm. even in, in those different places. And then, so that, that makes me feel sometimes that I don't know where I am from because... Yeah. <laughs> You know, like it's quite weird, and, and people sometimes they ask you where where are you from actually because of the accent, and then like in Spain, yes, of course, because the story in Spain, like uh, Spain uh, immigration to Spain is quite a new thing and it's quite recent. So okay. it's not like, for example, in the UK, that uh, immigration has happened for a long, long time now, whereas in Spain it was just I think it's the last probably 20 years when the more majority of immigrants came to Spain. So at the beginning, I would say the first probably 10 years, it was quite difficult because people were just adapting and and it could be they could be a bit racist with South American as well. But mm. Americans, it's better now, I have to say. You know, now in the last uh, few years, it became better. People are more mixed and uh, people are getting more used to, you know, like like, like having uh, Latin Americans in, in Spain. It's still a bit, it's still people, some people racist, but it's, you know, it's like everywhere. Did you ever... But, experience racism in spain yeah yeah sometimes yeah okay i mean not badly to be honest not something that i could say oh my god i have a trauma now of course no but yeah i've been looking down because of that yeah i don't think you need to experience it like as in someone shouting racial slurs at you for that to like embed itself in your like psyche in my yeah mm, but i have professional opinion I had experiences there for being Latino, South America, but yeah. I had experience here for being European. Yeah, yeah. Because they, when they look at people, sometimes people look at me here and they think I'm from prone because of my act, my aspect, my how I look like. Mm-hmm. They think that I could be Spanish or maybe Italian, you know. So mm. how do, and, how do you identify? Like, I know you said Colombian, but like, is there do you identify as like indigenous or mixed or? White Colombian, so you said just Colombia, yeah, just Colombia. Colombia. We are a very mixed race because they are all colors, all different combinations of uh, you know people and skin and everything. So like, yeah, it's Cartagena in I'm probably saying uh, yes, in Colombia, yeah, Carta- Cartagena. Okay, thank well, you. I I really uh, like it when people correct me and they say it like how it's supposed to be said. Because I'm like, yeah, Cartagena. Cata- yeah, Cata- it's actually Kenya. a beautiful place in Colombia. It's one mm-hmm. of the best places in the coast, in the Caribbean. And oh. It has a very old part that is like, a, it has a lot of Spanish heritage. Mm-hmm. And then the new part that looks like Miami. So it's very <laughs> kind of nice to see because it's a very big contrast. It's a beautiful place. Yeah. Uh, that's the place, when I think of Colombia, that's automatically where I go because mentally, because that's where I think I've seen a lot more people traveling to. Mm-hmm. Um, but where you've shown us is like, it's like it's very touristic. Yeah, yeah it yeah. looks very calming. Yeah, no, in contrast, percent. Mm-hmm. Do you think that just before we move on from restrictions, do you think that are there any others across UK or Spain? And in, in Spain, basically the restriction is employment. Yeah, and and now now going to the restriction actually is it's quite interesting because like. Once you start living in so many different places, mm. you experience a lot of culture stuff. Mm. You became like a person that you don't know where you are. Mm. Yeah. You know, do you know where you are, or you don't know where you want to be? To be honest, because you want because you pick up you pick the good things from everywhere, and yes. you want to all those places to be together in the same place, which is impossible because 
all of those places are different. But anyway, mm -hmm. so in Spain, probably it's employment because I love Spain. I feel Spanish. I feel from Madrid sometimes. And I have, you know, my immediate family is living there. So I have a very good connection. I have very close friends from Madrid, even friends that used to be very close in Edinburgh because I met them when they, when they were in Edinburgh, like my, my friend Milena, that she's Italian. She's actually living in Madrid now. Oh, nice. So, so yes, I mean, I love the country so much. And I would like to move there at some point again. But uh, the problem is the way the employment, because, you know, the economy is not as strong as the UK economy. So there is like less option for employment. Then progression within companies is slower because you have to be in a, in a job for a very long time and <laughs> progress. And then uh, the ways of working as well. There is this kind of, there is, the, you know, and if I compare it with the UK, in the UK, normally the philosophy is more about, you know, you go to your job, you do your job, you do everything you have to do, you finish at your time and you just leave and mm -hmm. you try to balance your job with your uh, with your personal That's life. Nice. So there is a bad equilibrium. Mm -hmm. Whereas in Spain, there is this philosophy of cultural presence that you actually need to go and you might be in the office spending maybe one hour more every day doing nothing. Oh but what it counts is that you're there. Yeah. Oh, so it's a bit more performative. So, is that right? Is that the right word to say? Like just being there, even if you're not doing anything. Yeah, yeah. It's because yeah, I, it's just you're would, seeing, you're being seen mm, there, you know. I would tell uh, And I think that's slightly changing. And if you get a job in a multinational corporation, it's slightly different. It's slightly more, you know, international mm, kind of yeah. standard. But if you look in the general as the culture, mm. is, is, is that culture, you have to be in the office and in order to do your job, you have to spend long hours. And, 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 and that's the clash I have with Spain because I'm now questioning working in the ways of, you know, British, Anglo-Saxon ways of doing mm. things at work. So that would be quite difficult. So, yeah. That's interesting because I just assumed, I don't know where I got this I from. I thought that too. I thought that maybe like... Um, I, I think maybe I thought like people uh, countries across the Mediterranean were a bit more like relaxed in terms of like I, I don't know yeah. do you guys have siestas in Spain because I thought you guys were like taking breaks it was like yeah, I don't we take a break siesta used to be a thing as maybe at fifty years ago but no any longer no one oh takes siesta any longer, do you know? do you know what I think that that actually when Spain uh, when James and I have spoken about Spain I mm. actually think Australia is quite similar mm. because of their expectation, I think, with Spain and Australia is like everything's chill, just everything's good weather. It's chill, yeah, yeah. But legit, I th and the way James talks, like I have found the same thing in Australia with the performative aspects of work. Like they mm. would just be like, "No, you can't leave." It's like, I mean, I'm not doing any work. I'm mm. on Instagram on my phone. <laughs> Nigeria so is definitely like that too. And I don't think, um, yeah, I do think it, it's a it, it's a massive problem, and it's one thing I do like about working here. Is I feel like they're like, well, when you're done, like that's it. Like you don't need to be here. Like you can leave. Yeah, like, I don't feel that pressure of like you have to be seen to be doing work. I don't know. Do as long as the output is, is there, that's that's actually a very fair point. Yeah, I can agree because maybe it's a very distinct British thing then because I just assumed Europe was like that. Yeah. But now you're saying Depends. this. 
Mm-hmm. Depends. I can't tell you that. For example, you're talking about Germany. Germany is even even better than than the UK because mm. they, you know on the dot. They're and, very and efficient. You, and, and your expectation is that you should uh, get your job done within your hours. And I know that because oh. Germans friends and, mm-hmm. and 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 you stay longer. You actually seeing like why you stay longer. And so like you're, you're not mm-hmm. efficient. I like that mindset. Yeah. But you yeah, know, I'm but not. Whereas, yeah. mm-hmm, I'm listening. Yeah, no, I would say, whereas, you know, like, for example, France, Spain, Italy is more like, you know, this kind of culture of be present and being there and, mm. and, and, mm. and stuff like that, yeah. That's very interesting. No, that's very, I can imagine that with Germany, though, because I feel like they're, when it comes to anything, they're just very much about, like, being efficient, saving money, <laughs> like, saving, yeah. like, making sure it's quality, like, and anyhow, like, I can, that makes sense. I can, that, there was one thing I did want to go back to, though. You'd mentioned before that Colombia politically might come off as left-leaning, but they're not necessarily, yeah, policy-wise, it's actually very restrictive and conservative. So that was something I think that... he said the policy is very, is more left-leaning, but socially it's very... Oh, okay, so more... I got it mixed up. So po- policies seem left-leaning, yeah, but socially everyone's very conservative. Is that right? Yes, yeah. Okay, that's very interesting because you would just assume when people are like, "Oh, we should be more." I think Brazil is actually similar. Similar. They've got those. They've got quite a few. Um, before they had old mate that they have now, they had uh, like a woman president, and it was seen as like quite. I was like, "Oh yeah, Brazil seems chill. Like they seem cool, progressive." But (laughs) one hundred percent, um, our housemate is Brazilian, and she'll tell you like that's just not the case. Yeah, because the the new guy in charge is. Not he's, okay. He's a little bit psycho. <laughs> yeah. He's like Donald Trump. So before we go on to our last segment of recommendations, each episode, we ask our guests to put, if they could put in a bottle each of their locales or their homes. So you would put a scent or a smell, scent. a sound, a, taste. a taste, and a feeling. A feeling. Mm-hmm. Then we start with Colombia. Mm-hmm. Smell. Smell, <laughs> uh, the hum- humidity of the jungle. Oh my god! Ooh. Ooh, okay, all right. Ooh, got me feeling Amazonian. I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a very particular smell. Yeah. Oh, nice! Oh, I love that. What would um? I think taste seems like a real natural one. Yeah. Test. Coffee, of course. Oh. The mm. best in the world. And <laughs> sorry for the Kenyans and the Ethiopians and Brazilians and the other producers, but there is nothing better than Colombian coffee. I'm going to make sorry. sure I get Colombian beans next time I buy coffee now. But go. Um, what would be the next one? What about sound? Sound? Yeah, this, uh, sound actually the birds, the tropical birds in the morning oh when you're waking God. up. But oh. of course, you are in a city. You don't you don't see this. Yeah, <laughs> you need to be from a town where I'm from. Yeah. That we are three thousand people there. So. But it's 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 this is um synonymous with you. So yes, not just like exactly. Colombia. This is James's Colombia. Yeah. Um, yeah. What would you think is the feeling then to sort of encompass it all? The feeling, like I would say, like peace. Mm. Mm. Yeah, calm. That's a thread. That's yeah, serenity it ties it nicely. Mm. I'm getting that. Okay. Nice in the Andes. I'm feeling that. So moving from Colombia, next would be Madrid. Madrid, yeah. Smell. Um, oh, yeah. So when, when you go to one of these kind of traditional Spanish pubs, 
mm-hmm. that they have all of these legs. You know, the Spanish ham that is always hanging over there in the places. Mm-hmm. So you enter and you always smell that smell, which is which is not a very it's not a nice smell, but it's very Spanish descriptive. So yeah. Oh, that is oh. very very specific. <laughs> I am not going to lie to you. I don't know what that smells like. Yeah. Yeah. So could you give us some insight? What do you, what would you describe it as? Oh, oh it no, must be a no, bit that's, hard. That's, that's like try to describe the smell coffee. All right. What would do, be the taste for you in Spain? Taste, um, taste cheese. Cheese. Mm-hmm. Cheese, yes, Spanish cheese. Oh, I didn't know Spain is known for cheese. Oh, actually, oh, I yeah. take that back because when I do go into my local store, I do see that there's cheese from Spain. So, James yes. loves cheese and wine from Spain in oh, our house. Okay, yeah. so we need to have a little like dinner thing going on up in the residence. Tapas. Yeah, Tapas. It's funny because Elisa and I, we always had these kind of arguments about wine because I only drink Spanish wine normally oh. and Elisa only drinks Shiraz. Shiraz. Is that Australian? It is, in fact, Australian. Oh, yeah, Oh. I love Shiraz, and I have introduced to several friends to it as well. Okay. Um, Yeah, so sometimes when it's like... We should have a wine-off. Oh. I'm seeing the post-pandemic events unfolding before me. Love it. Just to be Yeah, in Shebu. So fancy. Wine-off at (laughs) Shebu. So we say the test. I think I've forgotten something. Which is the cheese, the smell, which is the hams. Sound. Oh, probably the in summer because it's very very hot and they use all of these fans in the street sometimes to you know to to, to spray water and and, oh, and the fans mm-hmm. work so Sounds it's quite right. nice sometimes you know like in the afternoon when it's very hot you're sitting in a terrace close your eyes sitting in a terrace. <sighs> You just kind of, you know, when you're very hot and kind of tired because it's very hot, mm, yeah. but you just sit in there with a drink and you see how this fan moves around you and just oh refresh God, I can just you. Oh, yes, we need a cool, refreshing and drink. It just, oh, and it just moves very slow. And it, oh. oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that feels, oh, that, oh. Felt, that, that felt lovely. I love that. Slight <laughs> um, meditation session. Oh, my God. <laughs> Isn't it? James is like, close your eyes. And we're like, okay, okay, yeah, cool. instantly. <laughs> Take um, us there. What about the feeling. an overall feeling for Spain? Um, the feeling home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah you yeah. took us there. We yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. I definitely think that's probably home for you. Mm-hmm. Edinburgh. Okay, let's do Edinburgh. So the no, the oh my god, Edinburgh is quite a good one because it just it's very you know like it's very particular for yeah. everything. So okay. sound. The bypass pipes in the street. Uh, the wait, they're in the street. Oh, by, by, the bypipers in the street. Yeah, because they always have bypipers in the street just playing. Like, brrr, mm. you know, it's every amazing. day. Every day, yeah. What? Oh, what? I did not yeah. know that. I That's, really yeah. want to go now. Yeah, this sounds so cool. So smell the humidity because it's very humid as well, but it's different humidity to, to mm. Colombia because it's not tropical. It's more like dry just, humidity. Oh, okay. It sounds like the worst. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, that's interesting then, though because I didn't, I don't think I expected that. I thought that Edinburgh was really cold. Yeah, is it because it of the hills? Cold, yeah. yeah, it's very cold. Yeah, is okay. the humidity because of the hills? And it's close to the sea as well. Ah, uh, uh, fair point. Look at us learning about geography and weather. Okay, yeah. all right. <laughs> and then the test haggis, of course. Obviously. I've never had haggis. I love oh. my haggis. You are missing out. Actually, if you come over for um, tuppers and wine, 
we could have haggis. This sounds like such a multicultural spread. Love it. Mm, yeah. From the cheese, the wine, the haggis, coffee. <laughs> I could say, actually, this is quite, how could you could describe this feeling? But, but I feel I became a man in Edinburgh. Oh. So how you could describe that feeling? Like, like a coming of age? Feeling? Mm. Maturity feeling. Maturity. Yeah. yeah. That's nice. So that must feel a bit empowering then. In terms yeah. of like you become um, my own self, if that makes sense. I think there's a big difference from coming from what you've told us that you've Columbia, you is more your formative years mm. and then experiencing a place when you're like an adult. This is I'm able to do this in my own independence and roam around. It's definitely I'm, I'm assuming it would be a bit more like freeing and um, liberating. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. I like that. Yeah. Um, oh, great. The next one is definitely Nima's favorite. Recommendations. Uh, she, loves, <laughs> she loves the recce. <laughs> she should get one of those. Yeah, we should do a little sound. So, recommendations for okay, Colombia, I mean, of course. Yeah, you've told us about your town in Colombia. Hey, La Merced. Okay, we will find out the exact spelling of that. I don't want to butcher the sound. <laughs> I was about La Merced. La Merced, yeah. La Merced. Yeah, okay. so I would recommend to La Merced to visit the La Merced because it's a beautiful place and, and you could do all this coffee, you know, tech testing yeah. and understanding about how coffee works, etc. Mm-hmm. And then in terms of food, of course, Colombia is very famous almost everywhere for something that's called tamales. Tamales. tamales and oh, is it like... Um, yeah, okay, go on, describe what tamales. Traditional thing, which is like, it's like a corn-based dough. Mm. Then on top of that, you put meat, potatoes, vegetables, mm-hmm. and then you wrap all of that and spices, some particular spices from like cumin, stuff like that. And then you wrap all of that in banana leaves. And then oh, one we is use banana leaves plant. in Nigeria too. But okay, Nigeria, sorry. Nigeria is a tropical country, so yeah, we probably makes... have similarities in that. So. Yeah, true, fair. And then we could wrap everything in banana leaves and then you steam them for like ages and ages and ages until mm-hmm. until the, the, the meat is actually so tender that it just yes yeah, just go from the bone and you know just melt. Oh lovely. So yeah, that's quite mm. my recommendation from Colombia. So then in Madrid, my recommendation is uh, to visit a place that is called Mercado de San Miguel. It's like a market. Mercado. So it used to be in Spain. They used to have all these uh, traditional markets when you know, like fifty or sixty years ago, people used to go yeah. and buy your fish and your vegetables, stuff like that. Mm. So those places were kind of abandoned, but then they council decided to refurbish there and make them like a place to go for for you know to buy like nice traditional food oh, from nice. different places from Spain. Mm-hmm. So you actually go there and you just could go there have lunch and you could have like wine from the south from the nor cheeses from different regions, oysters, all those that can gourmet oh, stuff. Just so there. it's quite nice, yeah. And and that's a recommendation there. There is a place that I really like to go for a coffee or maybe for aperitif to have the aperitif that is called El Viajero. I'll I'll send you that the spelling as well. <laughs> He's looking at our face like, yeah, you definitely didn't it's get a, that. It's, um, <laughs> it's just it's just it's just a bar. It's like a mm. bar, like a coffee bar shop that uh, has a roof terrace and and oh, it's just full nice. of plants and it's just very nice. It's just yeah. very calm. It's, it's a beautiful place. And then from the for from the UK, what I could recommend from the UK. So. Um, uh, probably London. I could recommend to everyone to do a bike 
trip around the canal. Oh, and then that's a good finish, one. Yeah, you could do, for example, from uh, Notting Hill, go to Regent Park, mm. just using the canal and then the bike, and they stop and uh, pass Regent, Regent Park, and then you end up in Camden Town. And mm. I love food markets, so you could stop in the food definitely market a theme. for lunch mm. and get some food. You can food food from different places as well, and, mm. and just hang out there. So and and of course I, you know, British food is not very famous for being like very rich and have a, a lot of variety. But I think mm-hmm. they also have very beautiful things, like for example the pie, the British top mark pies. You know, like shepherd's pie or yeah. like. Like that kind of you stuff. Love I love pie. pies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love pies, so I recommend to have a nice pie from a butcher, from anybody, you know, a local butcher. You go get one of those pies from a local butcher and it's going to be amazing. Oh, it's some quality meats. Mm. Before, yeah. I just want to get one last recommendation from you. Um, In Edinburgh, like what is the one thing that you would recommend that we do if we go there? In Edinburgh... Uh, to go up to Arthur seat. So Edinburgh has, uh, within the city, they, they have two small hills. One mm-hmm. is kind of small and the other one is bigger than that one. So go to the bigger one because uh, you have to go walking there. It's kind of hiking, but it's like an hour hike. that just go there and when you are in the top, you actually see the whole city. Oh, wow. And you Sounds also like see the sea. So you see the city and you see the, on one side you see the sea and the other side you see the city. Because it's in the middle. Oh, right. Oh, wow. The views are just amazing. Oh, these oh. are beautiful. So, yeah, I love that. I feel like you've really painted the image of but mostly food. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm here for that. Um, and for context, it is because you have you were a, you were, are a chef, correct? Oh, yes. I used yes. to be a chef. Yes. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, he still is a bit of a chef. He's a bit so chefy. These home. recommendations yeah. are certified gold. I know. Yeah. From a professional. Exactly. Knows what he's talking about. Exactly. <laughs> um, did you have anything that you wanted to sort of promote or plug or anything like that? No. I just I just could recommend, give a recommendation to everyone, everyone, you know, that can be listening and it's like, open your mind, travel mm. and get the most of it because our planet is amazing. Thank you. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Macedo. Oh, it's been so pleasant speaking with you. Like, oh my god, I know it. It was therapeutic just listening to Mm. all the places. I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me and 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 I'll see you at home. To hear me about my experience, life experience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I love your experience because you know what? There's, I think, there's a lot of Jameses out there that have lived across the world yeah and we just you are a it. true globetrotter you like are. you've lived yeah, yeah. and truly like embodied just, places so. i feel like he needs to live somewhere in asia africa and well obviously australia <laughs> yeah. and then you'll be you'll get like a gold yeah, star i'm getting a quite old for that now i'm start feeling like uh, my traveling is, is is almost over not traveling around you know but living places but moving because yeah i mean now. Moving, moving countries, and I definitely can speak for that. Like when you have to pack up your entire life, it's a lot. It's so much work. Mm. It's so much work. It's, it's just intense. Makes you just want to stay in that place forever because you can't be bothered yeah. to move again. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, well, thank you so much, Hamasito. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much to you for inviting me. Okay. You are welcome. Oh, thank you guys so much for listening in with us as we travel to 
Colombia, Spain, and across the UK, not just London this mm-hmm. time. So that was really good. Um, again, thanks for listening. Feel free to share, comment, and follow us on whatever platform you are currently listening on. And share with us the places that you have gone, your recommendations. Mm-hmm. We've literally touched at least three continents now. I would... We've I would say Afri- four. Africa, four. Africa, the Americas, Europe, and um, Oceania. It's a- so yeah, again, feel free to share, comment, and follow us. And rate us as well. We would love for you to rate us. Yeah. Um, five stars only, though. <laughs> five stars or bust. Okay? Yeah. If you yes. feel like it's not five stars, feel free to not rate. Yeah. And you can follow us on Instagram at whenin.podcast and Twitter at whenin underscore podcast. And yeah, you can email us in as well, your recommendations or whatever you think. Lovely having you. Thank you. See you next week. Bye. Bye.